Good day, good day, ladies and gentlemen. Kyle Thomas here. And today I have the pleasure of Marriott Aida, founder of IMVitas, joining me today. IMVitas dealing with bioelectric medicine, wellness therapies, and frequency enhanced tinctures. Um, and we kind of jump around to different uh, aspects, but mainly spirit, redefining spirit. A uh, little bit of getting the hologram, that's me, that's always me. <laughs> um, and, you know, the idea of curses and being passed down from you know, uh, generation to generation, or generation, generational curses, and a little bit how to deal with them, the elements. Um, and yeah, so a whole slew of um, abstract concepts that are actually foundational to our, our cosmological understanding of, of life, of our existence. Um, so yeah, with that, uh, enjoy, and on comes the talk. So, young kids, they don't understand spirit, but older people do. The word that can be used to describe spirit, or what, what is it? Does it need a new word to be used so that it's almost like relabeled kind of thing? Mm -hmm. It's like, so these, like, yeah, kids no, can we see labeled, it. we understood because you can see it all over instead of that, like, ether is a, was a good term that was back from the olden days. Yeah. Um, that's why I have golden ether, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so beautiful because it's a very adequate term, it's the, the stuff that we're swimming in, yeah, um, and that we're comprised of. It's that ethereal, and so I think. Or like animating force, animating energy. I've always like understood those terms because you know there's animation, and when you look at living things, there's an energy that create keeps that shape. Right, a plant is a plant because of an energy holding those cells together. A body is a body because there's an electromagnetic force that's holding all these cells together. Or if there wasn't that force, that we we just fall apart and be dust. Mm -hmm. right? just, but you know, it's that force that's holding everything together and, and comprising things. So you can use ether. We can use um, Hologram, you know, I think well, I'm saying more like tapping in with spirit Like spirit, moving but that's still you. an older word Exactly, but that's why I'm referring it to that because we haven't come up with a new word That's it just for reference wise. I'm gonna use the word spirit. You know what I'm saying? Until a new term or maybe switching the word around Tourist <laughs> Tourist Spirit Writ Getting Getting filled with the writ. <laughs> Getting lit with the writ. Getting lit with the writ. <laughs> mm. I mean, but something just well, to, something. just just to describe that state. You know what I'm saying? Like the closest thing that I found to it has been honestly when I yeah. in the past. So state. Okay. No, not the thing. Mm. But that's the thing. Is that it? can be a state for you or be considered you a state You tune into the thing and that creates a state within you. Exactly. It itself is in a state. It's you consciously choosing to tap yes. into. So the whole action of spirit moving through you and mm. so I guess being in da, 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 is what I'm talking about. It would be the state of and then spirit let's say would be the actual thing itself. So coming up with two terms, phrases for that so that people recognize when it happens. Because that's one thing, like I think people they go through it or they feel that like all of a sudden like this moment in their life that's just 
a blessing, like let's say something happened and like a blessing came through and you're just crying because it's like, yeah. oh, that yeah. was a big stress of mine. And oh my God, that relief, that like, that intense knowing and just like, just that feeling. Everyone goes through that and that, that spirit. Glory, I think is the term too. Being in glory, being in the glory. Being in glory. Feeling, yeah, oh, the glory of the glory of the, the spirit. glory of spirit. Okay, or they in church they used to say like what the glory of God or something like that. Something like that. But yeah. glory, looking up definition wise. Well, because yeah, nowadays it's what attributed to winning the competition or being better than. I mean, this is like the, the the analogy of the human body being a radio or the brain being a radio, and that you can tune into different specific frequencies. And so, tuning into that spirit place or that that ocean that's around that you're swimming in, that's around you, like you're within an ocean, and if you tune into that space using your senses. So, real quick. looked up what glory of Christ is. Listen to this. Glory from the Latin gloria, fame, renown. Mm. Really? If words are so powerful, how can you have a phrase that is for the glory of Christ, fame? That is, that is like one of the first things that if you look at Christ's teaching in the Bible, mm. That he, it's not necessarily that he shunned it, but like, it wasn't about that, you know? <laughs> like, well, even look at, listen to the glory of Christ, the fame of Christ. The fame of Christ, really? Yeah. Christ didn't want fame. He, and he was just t preaching a message. He was just showing a message like, hey, I figured something out. Here, I'm going to share it with you all. And let's say, while we're on here, Christ, we're talking about Jesus Christ, the human, the human, the human that was on earth. That embodied the right spirit. spirit. And so, so the bus became reborn. And then as, we, we can bring up Buddha as well. That's another that embodied spirit as well. You and, know, so there's different men. Even on Muhammad. Earth. Even the same, yeah. Who? Muhammad. Yeah, as well. And, and there's so many you, you were There's a lot this, of them. But I just wanted to say that all these men that embodied spirit, they were here to share a message. And all these religions have become so hyper-focused on the man giving the message that they've completely almost pushed to the side, almost like a side act as an effect of, you know, you have spirit. Like, you go to church, and there, that's where you find spirit. They've made it seem like they are the forefront. Right, they centralized it. They centralized it, and it's, and it's just always been there. They just happen to have this beautiful building with air conditioning and you know what, like I'm thankful for that because th it takes money to do that and I recognize that. But what it's turned into with individually these people having so much wealth and there's still being so much poverty, you know, and at least running, <coughs> running in a way, <laughs> I heard that cough cough, <laughs> running in a way that is higher than thou, when if you look at the Bible, if you look at these teachings and benevolent beings, they are, they are there to serve, first and foremost. 
and they come from such a benevolent place, you know, and I mean, a lot can be said about, you know, ETs and whatnot, like they, you know, that's something else. Anyway, but in general, like look at Mother Teresa, you know, she was so such, that's why they would call her a saint. She embodied Christ. But that's the thing with like, yeah, and benevolent beings, but when they embody, when they become in human form, they are an ideal. There's like, now, yeah, I came now into human form. I show, I did this showing you that it's possible for all. Within this form, the possibility exists. So, and we recognize it because we see it and we're like, okay, wow, this is such an amazing, beautiful person. Look at all what they've done. They do this for the poor and they help the needy and... You know, and they don't really ask much of themselves. And that's the other thing is that for some reason people have had this like twisted idea about money where it's like, okay, you have to be this really benevolent person and you have to be in shops. You have to have things that are not expensive. You have to have like, you know what I'm saying? Well, like, if anything, you have to be poor. You, you have, have to live on the streets. That's what I'm getting to. Yeah. That there's a poverty to this benevolence when why can't we all be in abundance and helping each other. How about that? Like, that sounds way more fun than How about than what's we term it as, like, the ultimate psychological health of being in this place, right? Being in this state, having this understanding. That's the ultimate psycholo psychology of a being. To be in a space, understanding service, understanding their connection, and living out their purpose. They feel joy with by living out their purpose. They have they've dealt with their shadows and resistances, and so they just live in joy, and that's peak, peak psychology. And then we can go into the you know the different aspects of it in the sense of you know with their ancestry as well. You know what I'm saying? Like they come into this world and they come in with a bloodline. You know the right. family that we have. So you've heard maybe terms you know generational curses. You've heard um, curses and things like that, you know, it's, it's energy, but it stays with you if you don't get rid of it, you know what I'm saying? So that shit, it kind of like trails down all these different ancestry lines, these different generations, and people, they just keep nudging it off, you know, but it just, grandma has the same issues that mom has, and mom is, I'm starting to get the same issues mom have, we're all so similar, you know what I'm saying? Mm. This is not just because you're taught, it's because you've learned to function how they've been dysfunctioning. Right. Instead of, it's a programming, an energy or a programming that's passed on from family to family from... And programming solidified with the energy of it. You know what I'm saying? Because our minds are meaning-making machines, so it will recreate the same moments that validified the initial thought. And this is just how it goes. Recognizing and moving forward, though, we see it as a program and we see energetically that it's just something that's being carried over. It's mm. nothing out of control. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing like, oh my God, I'm going to go to hell. Oh my God, what am I going to do? How can I save my soul? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's nothing dire like that. It's just being aware of it and it's questioning, what do you want to do with it? Do you want to keep that around or do you want to, do you want to give it over? Do you want to give it over and get rid of it? Do you want to get rid of it? And if you do want to get rid of it, and then from there, it's a whole plethora of things available to you. There's so many healing modalities that deal with energy. It's all energy-based. You know, Reiki is a great one. You know, taps in with chronic energy, and that one just, whew. If you've ever had a Reiki session, afterwards you feel delicious. Because we're all energy. 
So generational curses, all this energy that stays on there. Well, how do you, how would you attribute that, like, physiologically to energy being carried on, like, genetics is one, and certain genomes can be turned on and off yeah. depending on environment. I mean, um, there, there are psychologists, there are, I don't know, researchers, and I don't have it off the top of my head, but if you Google it, you can see that they're even seeing a link between depression and your DNA. Like, it's hereditary. They're seeing a link hereditary-wise, these mental illnesses. And these mental illnesses, it's, it's all energy. Now, do you think this is also tied to, like, mentality being taught? Like, you, if you're a child, say, living up with depressed parents that are very pessimistic and looking at life of, like, oh, they're doing it again, my boss, you know, they're not giving me a raise, woe is me, and then the kid grows up hearing that and they grow up with that okay, same. Okay, so our brains... All it can do in order to make its mind up about things is to base it on real life experiences, okay? It's not gonna make shit up. Unless you want it to make shit up. That's where visualization comes in. That's something else. Anyway, focusing. If you see something happening around you and that's a constant for you, it's programming. It's programming. Doing it constantly, especially repeatedly like that, it becomes programming and solidified at that. It becomes a deep core belief system eventually. So then from there, that's a whole other string of things. Gen genetics being a manifestation of certain programmed ideas carried on from ancestral heritages. Like, our, the genome is the physical representation of those belief systems that get carried mm -hmm. on. Because everything's energy and it carries over if you don't, if you don't get rid of it. You don't transfer it, transmute it, dissolve it, etc., etc., etc. It stays. I mean, because that's the basic law, right? Energy can neither be created or destroyed. Information. Information. Information can neither be created nor destroyed. Destroyed only transforms. Transmuted. Information. Which is an aspect of of. Energy, right? It's the information that tells, that kind of coerces the energy to create a structure. Right? You know, the chair is a chair because of certain information, constructing the energy to make chair, right? Densifying the electricity to make chairs. To make chair. I mean, that's why when we were talking about, like, you know, returning spirit, uh, animating energy, right? The chair is animated. It has an energy, it has molecular structure, it has atomic structure. We can scientifically deduce that there's an energy to it just by its atoms. Um, and so there's an animating force that animates this chair to be a form that we call chair. That's why I like you know, animating energy as a good term that might be easily understood. So real quick, circling back. <clears throat> the first law of thermodynamics, also known as law of conservation of energy states that energy can neither be created nor destroyed. So energy. energy can only be transferred or changed from one form to another. For example, turning on a light would seem to produce energy. However, it is electrical energy that is converted. Alright, so that's what I'm saying. Energy-wise, if we're not moving that energy from our DNA, from our bodies, it stays there, it transfers over to the next generation. And guess what? This is where like a whole other plethora of things start coming in. It's like, that's where you start hearing the term star seeds and indigo and crystals and empaths and things like that, because they make us a little more sensitive as the generations go on, I believe, to chisel, chisel the hardened out. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because we listen to our children. 
You know, I know my daughter, like, if she told me something, I'd be like, yes, mommy, whatever. I love you so much. Like, I squeeze you. I love you so much. So that's how you get in. You know what I'm saying? So think on an outside, like, evolutionary kind of way. You're looking at this species called, you know, humans. And look, they're getting real hardened and they're getting real in their head and their diseases all over their body because their body's trying to tell them, hey, something's happening. Abort, abort, abort. Stop everything you're doing. Get back to basics. Reset, jump ship, <laughs> like all of the above. So as an evolutionary standpoint, you look at above from above and it's like, wow, I need to start taking care of my plants. Because that's what we are, I guess. Guess we're some sort of species yeah, of removal plants plants. Yeah. like we're these little things you know that you know this being is watching over us and it's like wow they're all gonna die off soon this this game that i'm playing here on earth like it it ain't working kind of thing like i need to i need to shift things up well this is why i see hmm. it's all part of the evolution even all the stuff that goes on of this hardening and this getting too much in the mind this is an evolutionary is. impetus that we have to go through this aspect so we can understand its contrast it does but because we veered a smidgen to the left when we could have kept going straight could have should have but yes and no and maybe and all the things and none of the things and we don't know what we don't know mm. is the reason why i'm saying kind of thing you know because it's all ripple effect something two degrees to the left when it given enough this, time. this timeline mm. is going straight this timeline to the left millions of years later that's just gonna look like over here mm. you know what i'm saying so we're looking at it from like linear time here and you have to be real with how waves or at least like ripple or at least what nature would show you, give you indications. Because I do believe that there are deep insights into the inner workings of the universe simply by looking at how our elements function around us. Mm. So studying the elements and studying how they function and what their properties are and things like that, I feel can be a way to really bring in technology that we did not recognize or realize and it's like all dawning on me right now. Elements, 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 mm. fire, taking well, it apart, what, what's it made of? What is it? Fire? I know. Plasma. Plasma. Fire is plasma. It's a whole different uh, phase of matter. How about wind? Yeah, what is wind? Wind's movement of molecular movement. But what is wind? What causes wind? What is wind? What is the movement? What is the environmental pressure? Oh, that's right. Yeah, wind. Wind pressure movement. Low pressure, high pressure to equalize and balance creates a wind. One's pressure. going from one end to the other. So that air moves pressure to the low pressure systems. to create wind. Perhaps pressure systems from Earth and then intercombining. Interesting. So, Earth. Talk about elements? Yes. Earth, wind, fire, water, plasma. Earth, would that be straight up just soil or would that be anything like wood, anything... Um, Salt. Mm. I would say earth, rock, 
because um, like trees grow from the earth, they're, they're a product of the element, maybe not an aspect of them. That's why I think the Chinese looked at wood as its own element, mm. wood and steel, um, or like metals, because metals are crystals. Well, I know that within each element, at least feng shui-wise, like for the fire, earth, wind, they give you a list of things that would fall under that. Mm. And I do remember earth being like, you could do metal, you could do wood, mm. um, I don't know, but things like that, that there were elements within that element. Because yeah, they do come from the earth mm -hmm. and their so, very earthy qualities of being hard. And yeah, looking at properties like that. But yeah, water. Just looking at the ripple effects. So, just going back to that timeline. That is the universe. Mm -hmm. And then that just goes into the multi-dimensional multi self of like all these different choices, and each choice creates a ripple effect of different timelines and different views and aspects of you. Mm -hmm. Which mm -hmm. I've experienced that? in DMT before, like the multiple multiple versions of self all simultaneously. <gasps> like raindrops like a little like in a little pond puddle of water all of a sudden mm. just raindrops and you know how like the ripples go like this as you're doing the, the raindrops mm. when you said that that's what I kept imagining like the and it's all like expanding and doing this and so well, it kind of like layers over but like this is making me think of like uh, so giving energy or having other aspects of you know, these other timelines that take energy from you. Bill, Bill's talked about this before, calling energy from his other aspects of self, his other timelines. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Thanks for that. Oh, yeah. So, multiverse... So, all these multiverses, these timelines, and, like, how does that apply? I've... I was just thinking right now if part of it has to having to do with like oh if only I would have made this choice this and this and we get in that visualization of what life would have been like if we would have made this other choice and that's kind of losing energy because we're not living in our, of our choice of life now that we are stagnation and so we get stagnated or stagnated. dis um, displaced. Displaced. displaced displaced different aspects of us living in this alternative fantasy that we could have been and there is an aspect of us that is there but now us in this timeline is losing parts of our uh, losing our energy because we're kind of somewhat focusing on what could have been mm-hmm well because it's stagnation stagnation well, it's, of energy no not stagnation it's a deferment it's deferring it to an alternative timeline so they get more energy and you lose energy Oh, you think it's different? Because you're putting your visualization, you're, you're, you're like, oh, if only I, I would have gone it, that way. I it, feel it creates Just, pressure, though, within yourself. The stagnation. Well, the stagnation creates pressure. So the stagnation creates pressure, but I think maybe... But I look at stagnation as, like, knowing you can do more, but because of resistance or belief systems, you don't. And so you feel oh. this stagnation creates a pressure of, like, oh, I'm... Like, you can do more, but you're not doing more, and so you feel this pressure. Oh, okay, so then it either defers or it feeds into another aspect of yourself. Yeah. That's where, like, yeah, yeah. obsessive eating, that's where, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, crying spells. Or excessive exercise and working out because it's yeah. like you, can always, you can't be fit enough, and you're in this yeah. place, and so you put that a you lot always, of energy into this one feel, thing. You always want to feel good because you always feel best at the gym. And it's like, the whole point is not to like boo-boo yourself to go to the gym all day long. It's 
to feel as great as you feel in the gym, even not in the gym. Hmm. Even not going for a day or two to the gym. You know what I'm saying? Because you still keep moving, you know? It's just a different kind of moving. And that's actually a, apparently a, a better way of working out, not being extreme, but just yeah, being enough joints. to where you feel good and you then see you can these carry body on. Builders and like some of their joints, their knees and shit like that, their wrists mm-hmm. from like putting so much wear and tear on it. It's like, it's, we all know you can bench heavy, boo. You don't have to do it every other fucking day. You don't need to lift you your don't. maximum and push yourself you and ex- exert yourself to the extreme no. every night. You can just be comfortable and look beautiful and know that how you are is beautiful and well, be balanced. Remembering that we exercise to feel good. Exercise Making your body comfort, as a yeah. maintenance, but then you actually, like when you do, if you do light exercises, you'll feel energized, you'll build up a little the more. The circulation, increase yeah. circulation in your body, especially with your heart rate, because then it's moving the blood. It's moving the blood through. And we need to get our blood moving. Kind of thing. So well, and the lymphatic kind of system and the all these different system. systems that we rely on. Oh, I know on. about that lymphatic system. Oh, that lymphatic system loved or loved, yeah, loved clogging up on me. Oh my God, you would press certain parts of that foot that I felt like excruciating pain. Mm. It was amazing. <laughs> and so, yeah, a little convo conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. And as always, I wish to bring more. It's one of my favorite topics of these, all these abstract concepts of spirit, the ether, um, you know, how reality works, how existence works, what's going on in this universe of ours, and how, what is our place in it. And so, yeah, I'll keep coming at you. Again, that was Mary Aida from IamVitas.com. Check her out. Good stuff, good products. And, yeah, until next time, I'll talk at you later.